Hello, you are listening to the Nourish Gut Podcast. This space is for the woman who is suffering from digestive issues like IBS and SIBO. I am your host, Carly Raven. I am a naturopath, clinical nutritionist, gut health expert, and mother. My mission is to help educate you about IBS and SIBO and take you on a journey to resolving your digestive issues. I will have real conversations and give you solutions that I know actually work. So if you're ready to be bloat-free, poo better, have more energy and become free from the fear of food, then you are in the right place. Hello and welcome back to the Nourish Gut Podcast. Today I'm really, really excited to be bringing on a client of mine who I've been working with for, I would say, around 12 months. She might give you more specific timeframes, but that's my, um, you know, initial gut feeling on the timeframe. You know, there's a lot to share today in terms of her journey with fertility, thyroid, SIBO and gut issues. And I thought it would be wonderful to bring her on because it can really shine a light on the diversity and the complexity of what people are actually going through. And while I specialize in digestive issues and helping people overcome IBS and SIBO or Crohn's disease and IBD, um, there's so much more that goes on behind the scenes. We have patients that are, you know, also suffering from endometriosis or trying to conceive, or they have thyroid disorders or mold illness. So this is a really great example of somebody who we haven't just been working on fixing their gut, but you know, we're also working on whole body health and all of the different systems in the body. And uh, the gut is one part of that puzzle and will help to resolve some of those issues. But yeah, there's so much to share and I'm really excited. So I want to introduce you to Hannah um, and we're going to, uh, yeah, have a little chat about uh, the treatment um, and her journey through working with me and, um yeah, so a huge welcome to you, Hannah. How are you? Hi, Carly. Hi, everyone. I am well, thank you. Um, I've got a cold at the moment, so sorry if my voice is a little bit croaky. Um, That's all right. It's always the way when we've got an interview on, isn't it? It is. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and for, um, you know, sharing uh, your amazing journey and results with everybody. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. So tell us a little bit more about um, maybe why you came to see me. What was going on for you and what were your health goals? I think back to when we first started working together um, and what motivated you to seek out for some naturopathic health care and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and, yeah. Okay. Uh, So I'm a naturopath. Um, I'm a mama to one little girl. Um, who's about to turn three. I specialise in helping women on their path to mamahood um, right through from preconception to uh, postpartum and beyond. Uh, I started having gut issues probably for, I don't know, a good 12 months to two years, I would say. Um, So I always knew there was something going on there. But it wasn't uh, till the end, uh, sorry, to the beginning of uh, last year, 2021, um, that I started my journey with Carly. That was in May. Um, In April, uh, the beginning of April, I sadly experienced a miscarriage. 
and I had received blood tests back from my doctor that I requested to have copies of. And after going through those, uh, they told me initially that everything was okay, uh, that I'd be fine to try again when my cycle returned. Uh, but going through the results myself, I soon realised that everything wasn't fine. I had low iron, low ferritin, my thyroid, my TSH levels were high. Um, and if I had been one of my own patients, I definitely would not have been recommending that they were right to try again um, with where my levels were at. So, yeah, I decided, you know, it was time to put myself first, uh, that I would get the ball rolling with my gut health. And that's where Carly came in. Yeah, been experiencing a lot of gut issues as well. So, yeah, it was time to get started on that journey. Can you tell us a little bit more about the specific gut issues that were going on? Yeah, so I had um, I had a little bit of constipation. Um, so I would wake up in the morning and I wouldn't really get that urge to go to the toilet. Um, so there'd be times where, you know, there'd be a bit of straining. Um, I could pass a bowel movement, but not very easily. I was experiencing bloating uh, towards the end of the day, you know, looking six months pregnant. Uh, quite often if I would go to an event or out for dinner, a couple of hours, two, three hours later, I would be very bloated, be cramping, um, and, you know, just generally quite uncomfortable. And also I noticed I had started waking up um, still being bloated as well, which was a new um, symptom for me. So, yeah, there's definitely things going on. Mm, I remember there was lots and lots. Um, and that's typically normal. Like that's a normal presentation for someone who comes to to see me, it's definitely not normal in terms of what should be going on in the body, but so many people experience what you've just described. So then um, obviously we started working together um, and one of the key things that we uh, did was at that point uh, a microbiome test, um, which came back with a few things. Do you want to share a little bit about kind of what we started working on in that journey and maybe what some of the initial changes were that you saw back then? Uh, so I did the microbiome test and while we're waiting for the results to come back there, I started working with my diet. We uh, made some changes there and additions to my uh, food and what I was eating. And then we received the results back and there was some bacterial overgrowth. And so then we added in some nutritional supplements and uh, some more dietary modifications. And I would say the biggest improvement that I started to notice then was that I was going to the toilet a lot more regularly within half an hour. That was my biggest um, improvement. I would get the urge probably quite uh, quickly and then I needed to go. I was passing stools a lot more easily and uh, not needing to strain, which was lovely as well. Yes, that's always a bonus, isn't it? I feel like I remember back when um, we were working together as well, I think the bloating was the one thing that kind of lingered for you, wasn't it? Like we kind of got those bowels working quite well um, while we were still working on other elements of building up your nutrient stores and, you know, doing further testing into the thyroid and 
you know, helping your body recover from the miscarriage. Um, but was I correct in that the bloating was the one thing that kind of continued, you know, for you? Uh, yeah, so the bloating, yeah, I didn't notice really any changes in the bloating. Um, I was still experiencing all, all the symptoms. Um, yeah, six months pregnant by the end of the day, cramping, um, lots of gas, quite smelly gas. Um, yeah, it was very... Uh, uncomfortable still and yeah definitely was still something going on Mm. and so then at that point um we then decided that you know maybe some further testing was needed and if you guys have been following me for some time now you'll know that one of the hallmark symptoms of bloating is uh sorry of SIBO is actually bloating and so for me in this case, when I was working with Hannah, I was like, okay, awesome. We're starting to see some really wonderful changes. We were really working with her unique microbiome and those bacterial levels that came back. But sometimes everything doesn't improve all at once. And then we've got to kind of go, okay, well, we're getting these changes. What is next? What else do we need to do? Um, and so I at this point was like, okay, potentially there is a bit of SIBO going on, meaning overgrowth of bacteria in the small intestine. So when we actually do a large a, a microbiome test, we're looking at the large intestine. So I knew for Hannah what was going on in her large bowel and we were doing really beautiful targeted therapies for that and getting some really great outcomes in, in some ways. But I was like, hmm, what, what's going on here? And the fact that the bloating was still a really big issue, I was really starting to flag the small intestine. So I kind of said to you, Hannah, can, do you want to do more testing? And <laughs> Hannah's done a lot of testing because of all of the things that are going on, you know, for her along mm-hmm. this journey. And you were kind of like, yeah, why not? Um, I think one of the things I've loved about working with you is you're just, you're all in, like you're just very easy to, to help because you're willing to do whatever it takes to find out what's going on and then make changes and get those results, which you guys are going to hear more about soon because it's, yeah, incredible stuff that Hannah's been able to do. Um, so yeah, tell us more about like that journey for you. Cause then we ended up doing SIBO testing. Tell us about like what it was like doing the test and, and some of the results that we found and yeah. What was your experience? Yeah. So I think I did another blood test and there hadn't been a lot of improvement with my iron and thyroid there. So there's definitely, uh, still an underlying condition causing that. Um, I think we did a celiac test to rule that out as well. That all came back clear. And then that was uh, towards the end of 2021, I think November, December. Uh, Then we did the SIBO test and I uh, got the results back, I think January, um, because they were a bit busy over Christmas. And I had a consultation with Carly in January, I think towards the end of January. Um, And then I tested positive for fructose malabsorption. And I think it was methane and hydrogen hydrogen present. Um, so yeah, it was uh, still quite uh, confronting, I guess. Um, but yeah, how did you find doing the actual test? Can you shed some light on like what you're like? Did you mm-hmm. like that process? Was it really hard? Yeah, so the test, um, it is a little bit different. You've obviously got to do a prep diet, which is quite basic. Um, I'm a vegetarian, so um, I do eat uh, seafood. um, But, yeah, it was very bland for me, rice, vegetables um, the day before. Uh, You obviously stop um, 
like probiotics you have to stop before as well uh caffeine I think I'd stopped as well so I did all that but it's just a breath test the test itself I didn't find that difficult um sort of you've just got to do a breath test every half hour and yeah but I didn't find that um too difficult to do at all Mm. so it's uh, a breath test every half now I think for three hours we did a three hour three hours I did yes and then you did multiple we did multiple um solutions so it wasn't just one day was it like you did you have a break in between yes yes so I had to do uh three different solutions and yeah I had a break in between each of those I think I did a day day in between each of those so I got it done within the week um but yeah it wasn't too difficult for me because I work from home so it was a lot easier to get that done in the morning um yeah thanks for sharing because I I get lots of questions around it so I thought it would be a really nice thing to cover off today about you know and just getting insight into what it's actually like to do because it is a little bit more complicated than doing a microbiome test where we're literally just taking a tiny little sample of our poo and popping it into a tube and sending it away you know this um SIBO testing can take multiple days to kind of get done but you know in your case it is just given us such amazing results so um, we found that she was positive to um, SIBO um, and that there also was fructose malabsorption. So that meant that that fructose solution, which was one of the, the days that she would have completed, um, was really reacting in, in her case. Um, so we then started to implement specific SIBO treatment. Um, and Hannah has been a really well-responding SIBO patient. Her results um, almost blew me away, right? Like we did um, seven weeks of active treatment, I think, in the end for her SIBO. Um, And then we decided to do a retest because of her, how positive the response was, like she was feeling a lot better. Um, Did you want to share anything about that process, um, Hannah, or add anything Uh, So I needed to start my antimicrobials, but I was still breastfeeding my uh, daughter who was almost three. So I couldn't start the antimicrobials until I had ceased breastfeeding. So we started treatment for the first two weeks. I'm sorry, Carly, I can't remember which one we targeted there. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> there was some um, for anyone else who's listening. This is a really great point. Um, when you're breastfeeding, you have to be really careful with some of the treatment. Um, and we are more limited with the therapies and the herbal therapies that we use because obviously that can be passed on to babies. So um it just then is dependent on the practitioner to use their knowledge about well how quickly will these herbs be clearing through the breast milk um and there are some that we can start to use even while uh, women are breastfeeding um so obviously i picked those specific herbs and then i started off at a very very low dose in hannah's case and we built it up and we just monitored because at that stage she was still breastfeeding and we had conversations about her you know long-term uh you know goal of like when when did she want to stop breastfeeding and obviously I never advocate for women to stop breastfeeding um and make that a choice that they um have but in Hannah's case it was something that she was considering um anyway um because obviously her goal is to fall pregnant again um post that previous miscarriage um and your primary driver at the moment is really 
to get your body as healthy as possible. Um, and I think Hannah really understood that, you know, maybe breastfeeding and giving her body that optimal chance from a gut perspective, but also from a nutrient perspective. So, yes, we started off with what we could and we really built that up in dosages. Um, and then, yeah, Hannah, did you want to share about like what happened when you stopped breastfeeding and what we did? Yeah, so, um, I, yeah, two weeks into the treatment, I had ceased breastfeeding by that stage. So I was ready to start the antimicrobials. Um, Symptom-wise from that, I had, uh, I thought I got off quite lightly. I had mild headache. Um, I experienced a little bit of constipation for the first few days, but that passed. And then I was um, having a bowel movement very easily um, from that point forward. Um, I noticed I had a little bit more bloating at the start, but that soon eased as well. And also just felt a little bit like I was coming down with something slightly sore throat. Uh, but, yeah, that all passed within that first, I would say, three to five days. And then from that point forward, yeah, I just started noticing that I was feeling quite a lot better. <laughs> um, yeah, still having a bit of bloating as well. But, yeah, uh, the flatulence, I think, was my biggest um, improvement that I noticed. Little to none um, and no smell at all, which was very nice. <laughs> yes, almost life-changing in some oh, ways, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so what Hannah was describing there can almost mm -hmm. be for people who aren't haven't gone through SIBO treatment, um, there can be in some cases a little bit of a die-off effect. And this literally means where the bacteria um, are sloughed off <laughs> and removed mm -hmm. through the intestinal processes. Um, and through that um, process, the body can kind of react because it's like, oh, it's really shaking things up. Um, and it's like sometimes um, clients can get like a little bit of a, a cold, a head cold it, it's if you can think about your, the way your body might feel when you're heavily detoxing something when we start doing SIBO treatment sometimes and definitely not always um, you can kind of get some low-lying symptoms and you know I was speaking to another practice last week about thyroid in particular um, and she was saying how sometimes even in her when she's working with patients with thyroid issues sometimes their thyroid can actually get worse before it gets better um, and that's just part of the the process in some patients cases um, but yeah as Hannah said it was just a short term you know you know, she got off very lightly compared to some other patients that I've worked with um, but there's ways that you can go about mitigating that and keeping you know in things to do if that does happen and we can reduce um, dosages and, you know, work with the individual to manage that um, case by case. But, yeah, you responded really well throughout the whole process, Hannah. Like you really, and, you know, and I just feel like some clients I work with, like herbs just work really well in some people and in other cases they're a bit more resistant to it and then we end up ending um going on if they're hydrogen dominant and trialing things like rifaximin so in your case you know within the six to seven weeks you know we then saw massive improvements and then you did the retest and what happened when we retested i was very surprised when we retested but i came back and i didn't have SIBO anymore so i was very very excited but also very very shocked <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I couldn't believe it it worked so quickly but yeah, yeah. celebrate <laughs> yeah um yeah 
Mm. And then we had an appointment and I and I specifically said to Hannah when I got on the call at the very start, I said, what have you been doing? Because like, tell me exactly, like what mm-hmm. diet did you do it exactly? Like, did you miss doses of herbs? Because her response was just so phenomenal. Um, and she very much was all in. Like, can you tell them a little bit about like, what does that mean to be all in? Like, what actually did you yeah. do from a diet, herbal, supplement, lifestyle point of view to get those amazing results? Yeah, so all in for me, you know, I've got a ultimate end goal of falling pregnant again and having a healthy bubba. So, and also I feel, was feeling very, very depleted after almost three years of breastfeeding. Uh, all my nutrients were quite depleted. Uh, so, yeah, it was very much all in for me. Um, I feel like a bit of a, you know, the goody goody student, but (laughs) (laughs) um, followed everything very, very strictly. I didn't miss any of my uh, any microbial treatment, the diet I was very strict with, which is very, very difficult, because if anyone knows, they've gone through the biphasic diet. It is very bland, uh, quite boring at the start. The first two weeks were very, very rough for me. By day 10, I was feeling very agitated with it and over it, but I kept going and pushed through because I knew um, moving into the phase two, I would be getting a little bit of fruit in my diet because we had stopped all of the fruit at the start of uh, the phase one diet. Um, Yeah, so I was very much looking forward to that. But, yeah, I was definitely all in, um, yeah, because I I know where I want to be at the end of my treatment. Yeah, so amazing. And you should be really, really proud of yourself because, um, you know, it it isn't always this straightforward, you know, and I want everyone listening to also be aware of that, like just because Hannah has had this um, journey, um, I've had other patients who have, you know, done just as much, of a like stuck to the plan process and had bumps along the way. So, um, you know, I think it's really amazing um, that you've had these outcomes because I know what what the next step is for you and it's really exciting. So tell everyone where you're at now. Like this is all like only been the last month that we got these results back. Like this is all really fresh and new. So in terms of your journey and your treatment, what are you focusing on at the moment and what are the next steps from here? Yeah, so um, diet-wise, I have moved into phase four now. Um, So I've been adding a few more uh, different um, foods into my diet, which has been nice as well. Um, I am doing uh, the... So I sorry, I don't know what part we're into now. I know it's the gut healing yeah. phase, of the phase of the treatment plan. My technical term for it is the microbiome restoration stage. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, so we're restoring my gut now. Uh, we've added in a lot of gut healing uh, uh, supplements. I've got some uh, powders uh, to help heal my gut. Uh, some probiotics have been added in as well, which has been nice. And I, yeah, still doing all the diet stuff as well, which has been good as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been nice just to um, move on off the antimicrobials as well, I think. Mm, and I think another large focus for you is also on um, nutrient restoration because 
we did some more blood testing because obviously um, Hannah had low iron and um, thyroid dysfunction happening as well. Um, so I said to her, let's get those retested. Um, and some of those levels still need some work. So, um, you know, it's no surprise that, you know, when you have SIBO, because it's affecting the small intestine, you're always going to likely have issues with uh, nutrient absorption because nutrient absorption occurs within the small intestine. So I always like to check with my patients um, at the end of treatment as well, just to make sure that, you know, if they had poor nutrient levels at the start, that we're starting to see some improvements or at that stage is a really good place to then really hone in on restoring those and do kind of post-SIBO treatment, start targeting those um, other areas. So I know that that's kind of at the forefront of your, you know, and we've got some things to do um, over the next month or two around those things, isn't that right? Uh, yeah, so I've got, um, yeah, still a bit of a process to go, but, you know, we're almost there. So I'm very excited, you know, to start yeah, seeing improvements in those levels and, yeah, I um. It's still a work in progress, but yeah, I feel like we, we're almost there. <laughs> so close to trying to, you know, have another healthy baby. I think that's like, you know, the ultimate goal, isn't it? It certainly is the ultimate goal. But yeah, I'm very excited to, to, yeah, to, de to definitely get to that point um, where I am able to um, just be feeling really quite healthy again and not depleted and yeah have my body back feeling strong and healthy for yeah the next stage of our uh, life I guess and it's so important like I've been a breastfeeding mum and had to recover from pregnancy and birth and I think that everything you've shared today I'm, I'm really hoping this is inspiring other women and mothers who are looking to have another baby to really prioritize their health and to do whatever it takes to restore your body because pregnancy after pregnancy after pregnancy and in between that whatever may lie for some women there is miscarriages and multiple ones or like it's never always straightforward and that all can have an effect on our body. So I think that, you know, you may be listening today and have gut issues, but also maybe want to fall pregnant. So I'm, I'm really grateful for you, Hannah, for sharing this and, and being vulnerable because it is, this is really, you know, we need to be talking about miscarriages and fertility and all of that more. So this conversation is adding to that. So thank you heaps for doing so. Oh, that's okay. Thank you. I think, um, yeah, I also just touching on pregnancy. Um, one of the other big drivers for fixing my gut is, you know, we know as naturopaths that we can pass on our own microbiome to our babies. Um, so yeah, I want to do everything possible that I can. Um, yeah, to make sure that my gut's healthy for our next uh, little one when they arrive. So amazing. And you're 100% right. Like the infant microbiome is huge and that maternal transfer is, yes, absolutely proven now. Now, I did want to just quickly touch on, and I'm backtracking a little bit here. It was something that um, Hannah said, and it was that she's now gone into phase four. Um, and I do want to just shine a little bit of light on that because some people be like, 
what is phase four? So the classic biphasic diet that was designed and um, created by the SIBO doctor um, involves two phases. Um, And so what I've actually done is created my own process that I use with my patients that uses elements of the biphasic diet, um, but also general FODMAP information, carbohydrate um, foods, and then also applying my naturopathic principles and my knowledge of supporting patients with IBS and SIBO and develop my own process that I'm still trialing. And Hannah's been one of those people that have been going through that process and seeing some really great results. So what I've actually done is expanded that and made it into more than just two phases and really building on those phases and taking, because if you've been listening to my podcast, you will know how about how passionate I am about diets of inclusion, not exclusion. So a huge part of what Hannah has done is that elements of that biphasic diet in the first two phases and removing foods. And as she shared, it was really tricky and we can't stay there forever. We can't have those foods missing from our diet and it's actually really unsafe to do so um, for a long period of time so what I've put together is a process for all of my patients where they move through all of these different phases and they can also see what foods are probably not best for them to consume in high amounts for the long term so that they can get a really good like success with this but also feel really supported getting these foods back in because you know, if you're listening and you've been on a SIBO diet or the biphasic or the FODMAP diet and you haven't been able to successfully reintroduce those foods, number one, I don't believe it's been um, properly addressed and the overgrowth has probably not been eradicated. And number two, maybe you just weren't educated about where you're meant to end up and the process and being supported through getting these foods back into your diet. So Yeah, that's a long-winded explanation of phase four, but I just thought I would give a little bit of context there because, yes, um, phase four isn't a well-known thing because in the biphasic diet there's just two phases, so that may be new for some listeners. So, okay, thank you so much, Hannah. Is there anything else that you wanted to share about um, your journey? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I've just really enjoyed working with you, I guess. yeah, for anyone that's listening, uh, if you are experiencing gut issues, um, I definitely would recommend that you come to see Carly because she's amazing. She's very, very passionate about helping people with their gut health and supporting them through uh, living symptom-free as well, which is very, very, um, that's very, very uh, big driver for people, I guess. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. It's just, I I love it. This is what I love about, and this is why I had to bring you on because when we get results like this, it just makes me dance, literally dance around my house <laughs> with music on. Um, now, Hannah, I didn't tell, tell you I was going to say this, but I just wanted to give you an opportunity because I know that you're actually, because you're a naturopath, uh, working in the space of um, preconception care, and I think maybe your own... Um, experience um that you've just gone through has led to this but you're working on something special did you want to share that today Uh, maybe it's not quite ready but you know maybe share like give context to your business and what you're working on because there may be some people that want to work with you um and I think this might be a great opportunity to share that with the world yeah so when I first became a naturopath I didn't specialize in anything in particular you know just did all the things Uh, After becoming a mum, 
2019. That's what sort of drove me to um, find my newfound passion, I guess, in helping women through fertility, preconception, pregnancy and postpartum. Um, and then, yeah, definitely the last uh, year has also drove that home for me that it's very important, this preconception work that we do prior to our pregnancy and also for postpartum, um, because we know that that also is very important for, you know, um, feeling a lot uh, less depleted. Um, and also, you know, having that energy to just keep going. And it's also, um, yeah, one of my uh, biggest passions, I think, um, is also the postpartum period for women because there's not a lot out there for, it is becoming a lot more popular now. Um, but yeah, it, it is lacking. Mm. Um, so yeah, my uh, project, I guess, my, my baby at the moment that I've been working on is a preconception course that I hope to have out in the next month or so. Um, which will be a six-week course for women and couples um, as well because it does uh, focus on the male fertility as well because that is 50% of the baby. Um, so, yeah, it just goes through different uh, modules that focus on our nutrition, the, our hormone health, um, our uh home and our environment because we've got uh, lots of toxins and chemicals as well that we also want to try and reduce our exposure to so yeah I'm very excited to get that one out I'm so excited for you when you told me this was something you were doing in one of our consults I think that it's a a really beautiful space to work in um, and really, really needed. So well done. What I will do, Hannah, is because by the time this episode airs, this may be in the world. So what I'll actually get from you is um, a link and I'll actually pop it in the show notes. So I'll just stay in touch with you and anyone listening, um, check out the show notes because um, I'll just pop a link there to her course if you're interested in checking it out um, and working with Hannah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, um, is it raining there? It is. It's an awful day here. And I'm yes. like, could just sit here chatting with you all day because I'm not sure that I'm going to do much else. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very cold here. Uh, I'm in the Southern Highlands of New South Wales. And this morning when I got up, it was uh, minus 0.2, told me. So it was very, very cold. Oh, yeah, it's freezing here too. So Yes, I'm not sure what I'm going to go and do, but it's nothing in the sunshine today, unfortunately. But I just wanted to say a big thank you again for coming on and sharing your journey. Um, and I look forward to all that you're about to achieve and, um, yeah, what your future holds. Oh, thank you so much, Carly, and thank you so much for having me on too. It's been a blast. You're welcome. Did you like what you heard? Leave us a review. If you'd like to learn more about my Nourish Gut program or the Nourish Gut Kids membership, head over to my website. Would you like to be a part of a community that gets it? Join our Facebook group, Nourish Gut Community, or come and follow me over on Instagram. All of these links can be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time on the Nourish Gut Podcast.